I want to say uh, thank you again for being here and for those of you who are watching online, thank you. Uh, we are in a second week of our sermon series that is titled Elevate, Lifting Up What's Important. And today's message is going to be Elevate Your Authenticity. Again, Elevate Your Authenticity. Several years ago, and you know it's funny when you say several years ago you don't realize how long it's actually been. Oh, oh you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, several years ago, it was actually around 2007, 2008. I really can't pinpoint, but I was a pastor over in Kashahakin, United Methodist, and I attended for the very first time the missions auction, which I've never uh, uh, attended before. And as I went there, the setups and everything else, and I saw all these items that were listed for auction, and one of them actually caught my eye, and it was a Mike Schmidt poster that was autographed. Mike Schmidt is a ba- was a baseball player and a third baseman, and I knew that I loved the Phillies and my my son also loved the Phillies, and I said, I want to be able to go and bid on this item. And you know, sometimes these uh, auction, uh, uh, those auctioneers uh, people, I mean, these syllables that, you know, humming, 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 you know, and, and as soon as you raise your hand, you don't realize how much you're paying for something. <laughs> so, uh, but in that particular one, I said, I really just wanted it, you know, but, but at one point he held up, he says in the middle of his auctioneering, he stopped and he said, and he was holding up a piece of paper along with what was the item that was the poster, you know, of Mike Schmidt. And that piece of paper was actually what's called a certificate of authenticity. That uh, piece of paper actually, uh, uh, because I did win the, uh, the, the bid on that one, when I opened up that piece of paper, it actually shared a reputable company making, uh, letting you know that, the, that, that Mike Schmidt signed this poster. And it wasn't just any Joe Schmo. This was Mike Schmidt, and they were saying, this is authentic. So I can just picture, man, the original, like if he took a pen, and in this reality is actually, I don't know if they had Sharpies back then, but a marker, and just, for, just picturing him signing this poster, the original part. You see, when it talks about authenticity, well, authentic, it means that it is something real or genuine and not counterfeit. That's more the definition. Authentic means that it's something as real, genuine, or, excuse me, and not counterfeit. And so, how is it that we build our relationships? We want to make sure that our also relationships are authentic, right? And God is also wants us to have an authentic relationship with him, which in a couple of weeks I'll share more about relationships, but the authenticity. And I want you to open up in your Bibles to the book of Romans. Book of Romans, you're going to hear what the Apostle Paul was writing. And go to chapter 12. Go to chapter 12. I'm reading from the NLT version, and last week when I was preaching, I actually read all the verses, you know, uh, consecutively, and, you know, and today I want to just stop intermittently and share a few points regarding authenticity. Again, Romans chapter 12, beginning on verse 1, and this says this, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. And so don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let me pause there for a moment. 
When we look at the ways that God wants us to do, we talk about copying, right? Uh, if, if you're like me, I usually go and, and make copies or have my staff make copies for me. But I want to make sure that the original is left untouched. You know, it goes, the original goes back into the file and copies are made. Why? It is so important. Yes, it can actually uh, share a few information. You, get, you share with, the, with people, but the original is more also important. And so the Bible on verse 2 here says... Don't copy. Don't copy the behaviors of this world. Don't copy the customs of the world, but allow for God to transform your mind and, and be a new person. So that way you know what his will is. Last week, I talked about and preached about of Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying to God more than once. He says, take this away from me. Take this cup. Jesus knew what was to come, the suffering and the pain and his death. But also, he was praying to God, take this away from me. But what did he say? He said, not my will, but thine be done. Your will be done. And so when we go about and we allow God to transform our mind and that we become a new person so that way when we are offering ourselves to him, let it be the authentic self, the real us, the, the, the genuine us that is not counterfeit and allows us to go before his presence. And then therefore, by doing that, we can know his will, which the Bible says is good and pleasing and perfect. I remember talking about copying when I first started in ministry, you probably heard this story before where I would go about and I would look at the uh, televangelists, those preachers on television. I wanted to make sure, it's like they, they had to have something because if they're on television and they have people who are following them and then the, the churches are so huge, they have to be doing something right. So based on who I was studying, in a sense, copying, I would go and be up there on Sunday mornings this is over 20 years ago, and I would do almost the, even the mannerisms, the, the body expressions, and, and exactly how I learned throughout the week of how they delivered the message. But it came time, and, me, and every week, and it seemed like every week was something different because it, it was based on who I was imitating or copying. But God was like, you know what, it's just, it's put, put it in my heart. It's like, I didn't call you to be that person. I, I, wanted you, I, I called you to be you. And there's no way that you can actually be authentic when you're trying to copy somebody. And so it says here, you know, when we talk about uh, being an authentic relationship, God doesn't want us to copy the customs and the behaviors of this world. Let's go to verse 3. Verse 3 says, because of the privilege... An authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So I want to share a few, at least three things in this verse 3 because it, is, it, it shares so much information for our spiritual lives when I believe in the angle of authenticity. Again, real, genuine, not counterfeit. And so the very first one that I want to share with you if you're taking notes, in verse 3 it says, don't think that you are better than you really are. So often, the first point is the authenticity requires humility authenticity requires humility 
As a pastor, I have the privilege of being around people, and I have been around people for many years. However, can I be authentic with you? Can I be real with you? I have a difficult time being around people who believe that they are perfect or carry pride on their shoulders or have the right answer all the time. And may I be bold enough to even say to people that they believe that their poop don't stink? I hope that that's not the only thing you take out of this message, okay? But I'm being real with you, all right? And social media, don't, don't put poop on the, in the comments. And that, you're good. Authenticity requires humility. I would not be authentic with you if I told you you have all the answers. And you know what? When I started ministry, that was so difficult also. Not only about imitating or copying somebody else's uh, behavior or how they delivered the message, but that I felt the pressure that was coming towards me that I needed to know all the answers. I don't know all the answers. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, I still have questions. I have questions myself, you know, even on the unexpected death of our, of our son, Nathanael, there was a time and a moment that, that the questions were going to God and, and uh, being real with you and to be able to say, God, why did, why did uh, Nathanael have to pass away? Why couldn't it be a murderer? Why couldn't it be a pedophile? Why couldn't it be a rapist? Why my son? The questions that come about when you're hurting and you're pain. But what I love about it, ladies and gentlemen, is that when you're going before God, and I've learned this, God wants us to be real with him. So the questions that were coming out. So ladies and gentlemen, I have questions too. And I pray that when you do ask me a question, hey, Pastor Ricky, what about, what, what does the Bible say about this? And I'd be like, that's a very good question. <laughs> Just know I don't want to make something up just for the sake of making, uh, making it sound like I know all the answers. I'll tell you, I don't know. But let's find out together. Let's get all this information and let's gather back up and see what you find and see what I'll find. I have questions too, but ladies and gentlemen, but I have submitted under the authority of the almighty God knowing that he knows more than I do. Another part of authenticity, the angle of authenticity in this verse, only on verse 3, it says that, uh, I want to share with you, authenticity requires honesty. It requires honesty. Our authentic relationship requires honesty. And truth be told, sometimes it is not easy to hear honest feedback from other people who we love and have trusted. I'll be lying to you if I said I liked it every time I received honest feedback. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, don't ask a question if you are not ready to hear the response, especially if the response is complete opposite of what you hope to hear. This has happened to me plenty of times in my life. However, it has made me a better person. 
And I would rather have somebody and someone who tells me the truth, even if it hurts. You see, you can certainly cover your emotions and what you're thinking about with another human being. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are trying to do the same thing with God, just know that your part in the relationship with God is not authentic. If you're pleased with God, tell him. If you're angry with God, tell him. You see, the way that you feel and the questions you ask God will never change who he is. Our authentic relationship with God as we give of our lives and our, and our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, it requires honesty. Another part in that verse 3, a point is saying authenticity requires more frequent evaluation of our lives. How do we evaluate ourselves? Well, the Bible tells us here that measuring ourselves by the faith that God has given us. Authentic people have better chances to build deeper, meaningful, and more rewarding relationships because they are based on truth. God is truth. He is dedicated. He is committed. He is authentic. Based on the, uh, by the definition, is real and, and genuine, not counterfeit. He doesn't change whichever way the wind blows like we do on a regular basis. How can you go in the presence of God who is truth if we are lying to ourselves? If we are not being real, if we are not being genuine, if we are going before him presence, his presence and not being authentic. How would you finish this prayer? You don't have to respond today, but just think about this. God, I know that you want me to be pure and holy, but I'm having a difficult time with. You see, we must go before the presence of God in a genuine, authentic an evaluation of who we are and the, ba the basic uh, part of our presence, uh, excuse me, in going into God's presence is understanding who we are and the true evaluation is that we are sinners. This way we are being true to ourselves. A prayer and a conversation, for example, how, I, how do I do this, Pastor? It's having a prayer and a conversation with God to be able to say, for example, God, I'm a sinner. God, I don't deserve your mercy. I don't deserve your love. I don't deserve your forgiveness. But because of what Christ has done for me, I'm able to go before your presence. And the last part I want to share with you is that authenticity is not about being perfect. It's about being real. I want to read to you two more verses before I finish today's message. Go, jump down all the way to verse 9, 9 and 10. 
where it says this, don't just pretend. Again, the same thing as verse 2, it says don't copy, you know, and this one's here. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Ladies and gentlemen, at New Ridge Fellowship, we believe that authenticity requires honesty, humility, and openness. I'm being open and honest when I say that we are a church of messed up people. But messed up people who need Jesus Christ. The doctor of doctors, the healer of healers, the Lord of lords. Jesus wants a gentleman, authentic relationship with you and me, and he is encouraging us to do the same with each other. And I pray that you take time this week to be able to evaluate yourself and say, okay, God, as I continue to be authentic to me because you are who you are, but I have lived a life of lies. I've tried to cover things up. I've, tried, I've covered it with other people. There's certainly, I heard today that I can't cover it up with you. You know the most inner, uh, innermost thoughts. You know my heart. You know what my, my feelings. You know what I'm thinking, God. And I've tried to keep that away from you. And as you go on each day this week and, and moving forward, at least you take a time. This is what I'm encouraging to you, uh, encouraging to you is that even if you set a time each day, God, at 7 o'clock in the morning, I want to meet you to just talk, pray with you. Maybe at 7 o'clock, you'll be like, oh, that's too early. <laughs> set something up. And be, like, excited that you're going to be talking to God. Knowing that you're going to be going before his presence in an authentic way. With humility, honesty, and openness. And my encouragement and the word for you is to elevate your authenticity. And don't be a counterfeit. Let us pray. Almighty God, as we come before your presence, thanking you for this day this life you've given us. It's not perfect, Lord, for our, the way that we live. We try to do our very best for you. Not for what we have done or can do, but what Christ has done for us. Help us to, the, the Holy Spirit, evaluate our lives and to convict us of the pride Convict us of the things that when we say that we are good enough. Convict us to when we say that we're not a sinner. Convict us to be authentic, to be real, genuine, and not a counterfeit. As we present ourselves to you in appreciation, not out of fear, but in appreciation of what Christ has done for us. We ask this in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.